You're listening to the Bold Face Truth Podcast with Amy Green Smith, episode 473. You can find information on anything referenced in this week's episode at amygreensmith.com, EP473. Check you out listening to self-help pods and working on yourself. Fuck yeah. Quick question. You know those situations where your boss asks you to take on one more thing or your partner asks what's bothering you and you respond with a bold-faced lie? Oops. What would shift for you if you actually started telling the bold-faced truth? Everything. Listen, if you struggle with people-pleasing, perfectionism, and you could use some help with boundaries or speaking up, you are in the right place. Thank God. I am Amy Green-Smith. I'm a certified and credentialed life coach, hypnotherapist, and keynote speaker. Fancy. And I've been working in the personal development space since the mid-2000s. Vintage. Sometimes I'll be solo, other times you'll hear from smart folks offering you easy-to-implement tools to help you tell the bold-faced truth. Yes! Well, hello, pod people. I am so thrilled to be joining you for another week. We are in the middle, well, I guess we are wrapping up a small series, a three-part series on aging, and I am so excited to give Dana Lavoie a call today. She is an expert surrounding all things menopause, and let me tell you, I have been in this perimenopausal state. It's a little bit surreal. (laughs) Mr. Smith is like, I'm a little bit in denial, for me and for you. And I was like, okay, great. This this probably isn't going to go well then. So uh, lots of stuff that's been coming up. And I noticed that there are so many of my clients and students who are also in their mid to late 40s and 50s and having to address stuff that really isn't talked about that much in our culture. Last week, I had the great fortune to be joined by my very best friend, Andrea Owen, and she is about four years older than me, and we just wanted to talk about all the things that people are not talking about with their friends, with their family, about this change of life and how we get so much education around puberty or around fertility treatments and things like that, but we don't really get much information, nor is there much research money allocated towards women and menopausal issues. So I knew I needed to give Dana a call. I want to tell you a little bit about her, but if you've been in this kind of struggling place, please make sure that you check out the other two episodes in this series. I think they'll be really helpful for you. So I'm going to give Dana a call here pretty soon, but she has got a secret key to healthy aging that I really want to hear all about and how you can mitigate a lot of menopausal symptoms or perimenopausal symptoms. And I'm like, oh my God, sign me up because I was kind of feeling like I was just going to have to deal with it and I would prefer not to. (laughs) So I'm going to give her a call. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Hopefully I can get her on the phone. So she has 20 years experience specializing in women's health and over 90% success rate in getting women menopausal relief. She wants more people to know about their options for managing menopause and healthy aging naturally, which is a lot of a lot of things that are missing with most of our doctors. More than anything, she wants more women to know how to keep menopause 
and aging from interfering with their careers, their home life, their dreams. She believes every woman deserves to feel vibrant and alive and great at every age, no matter what your hormones are doing. She is a tonic herbologist and acupuncturist and spent her career helping women balance their hormones naturally. And I cannot wait to have this conversation. I'm hoping she picks up. I know she was practicing guitar a little bit earlier, and I'm I'm not sure if she's going to have a moment to chat, but let's give Dana a call. Hello, this is Dana. Dana. Hey, it's Amy. Oh, Amy, is that you? Oh, oh it's my- so great to talk to you. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was just grabbing a minute to uh, practice for this uh, big concert I have coming up this weekend in the lobby of my parents' retirement community. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that sounded awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounded awesome. Well, hey, hey, listen. Okay, so I don't want to interrupt your all your amazing musical skills that are going on right now. Um, but I have been hanging out over here with the audience and we've been talking about aging and what it's like really grappling with that as women or those who are in like femme presenting bodies. And I was wondering if you have a little bit of time. I know you are such an authority on this topic and I would love to get your take. Do you Do you happen to have a few minutes? Absolutely. I would love to talk about that. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. 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 So I would love to start off with an understanding of, is there a concrete difference between perimenopause and menopause that I feel like people are just like, oh yeah, that shit goes on for like 10 years. It's fucked. And then your, and then your period stops. And I'm like, Okay, but <laughs> what what are the delineating factors and then what what's to be expected about sort of the symptoms between those two? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. There is a definition for menopause in western medicine which I find is useless, so I <laughs> I basically ignore it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, technically, when you have gone 12 months consecutively mm. without a period, without bleeding, mm-hmm. you are officially in menopause. Okay. Um, but by the time you get there, your hormones have been changing and declining and getting to that point for a number of years. So the way I see it is I call it just the menopausal transition, right? And perimenopause and menopause right into postmenopause are included in it. So there's this period in your life where your hormones are at their highest levels, right? You know, you're 18 years old, you're 25 years old, you're at your most fertile, your periods are at their most regular, they're pretty much doing the same thing every month. That goes on for a number of years. And then your hormones start to drop. Okay. They start to decline that. How much progesterone do you have? How much estrogen do you have? It starts to decline. Your body is making less of those hormones and it starts very slowly. You probably won't even notice it at first, but 
you know, if you went to the doctor, they'd be like, well, you know, it might be a little harder for you to get pregnant now at, Mm -hmm. you know, 38 than it was at 22, right? That's because your hormones are dropping, but you know, you don't feel that different. So your hormones do this slow drop. And then at some age, they start dropping faster. And that's when you're going to be like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden my skin looks different or my hair looks different or I feel different or my period is changing, right? So they drop more quickly. And that's what I think of as more like menopause. So first it's this gradual decline. That's the perimenopause. It's that amorphous period when you're not really in it yet, but changes are starting to happen. For some women, the symptoms are mild. They can also be intense. Uh, And then your hormones really drop and they drop low enough that your period stops. First, it'll start and stop. It'll get intermittent. It'll stop. That's because your hormones just dropped to a certain critical level. And then what happens is this beautiful thing where your hormones stabilize again, right? So they were stable at their highest levels. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they did this long drop and then they are going to stabilize again at their postmenopausal levels. Mm. And that's a really beautiful thing as well, because all of a sudden, they're stable. Yes. (laughs) And you can adjust to that. Uh, And so that's what I think of as the menopausal transition is that whole time from when they begin to drop from their highest levels until they stabilize at their postmenopausal lower levels. Um, And in that time of transition, it happens slowly at first, then it happens more quickly. And then they even out, it kind of slows down and they even out and stabilize again. Okay. So that's really fascinating for me to hear because in my brain, I want things to be very linear, very succinct. I value stability and I'm going, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I do not like this idea that I'm going to be on this roller coaster ride. And, And I'm at this point now, and I was talking about this with my best friend last week on the show, that I'm just now starting to see some symptoms. Mm -hmm. And it's alarming me and I'm going, holy shit, I know it's going to get worse before it stabilizes. So I'm in a phase where I've had some pretty rapid weight gain around my midsection, which I know can Mm -hmm. be a, and I historically have never had weight in that area. Mm -hmm. And I also really grapple with being vehemently anti-diet culture Mm -hmm. and and so I really struggle with, and I know I've heard you talk about, about feeding yourself in a way that supports your hormones. Mm-hmm. And I need to really make sure that I untether that from being on a diet and needing to be thin and needing to fix my midsection because I think that just slips us into a lot of bullshit patriarchal <laughs> uh, ideology. Yeah. So I'm curious if I'm, and I've also heard you talk about sort of slowing this down or supporting your body in a way that's much more, that just makes this whole transition easier and that I can totally get behind. And I would mm-hmm. love to hear a little bit. Well, first of all, let's back up a little bit. Can we talk about just what symptoms look like, right? Like I've got that showing up. I've got some sleep stuff happening, Mm -hmm. but I've heard about 
itchy ears. I've lost hair, tons of lost hair. But can you talk about like just what what does show up? Because I don't feel like we get talked, told much about this mm-hmm. really in our amazing? society. Shitty. How unprepared <laughs> women feel going into this. It's yeah. Yes. Like, where is the handbook? Why is it not handed out? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the symptoms, there is a wide range of what they can be. Uh, you know, I have like some blog posts with big lists. And the beautiful thing is that they're all coming from these hormonal changes and they're just manifesting in a different way, like for different women. So, okay. you know, um, I did a blog that said like, what do vaginal dryness and frozen shoulder have in common? And why Ooh. do they both ha- happen to women in their fifties? Right. And so the symptoms in early perimenopause, usually the first hormone to drop is progesterone. So there are symptoms that are more common in early perimenopause. Then as you move into that part where the hormones are dropping a little bit more quickly, the estrogen drops as well. And then as you get into the postmenopause, the testosterone joins them. (laughs) And so usually early on, you're more likely to have it can be body pain, right? It can be fatigue. It can be your cycle or your PMS becoming a lot more difficult. So migraines, mood swings, oh, wow. it can be changes in metabolism. It can be heavy bleeding. Uh, it can be a wide range of symptoms. Those are some of the ones that are a little bit more common in early perimenopause, okay. um, but there's a wide range. Uh, and the two main causes, well, and then later on, right, when the estrogen starts to drop is when you tend to a little bit more get the uh, hot flashes, right? The sleep disturbance, the night sweats, though any of these can set on. And then later on is a little bit when you tend to start get more of the low libido and the vaginal dryness and things like that tend to come a little bit later, but it can happen at any time. And yet there are women who go through the whole thing with very few symptoms, right? With almost no symptoms. So what's the difference here? And in my experience, most of the symptoms are caused by as the hormones start to drop, one of them drops suddenly, right? So Mm. one of them kind of bottoms out suddenly. And what'll happen then is either something drops too low. If it's just too low, that can cause symptoms, but the hormones being out of balance with each other, like your hormone Mm. ratio being off, right? That can cause a lot of symptoms too. Uh, I think of it like you know, three friends, right? They're going for a walk, right? Three friends walking down this road and they're just holding hands and they're chatting and everything's great. And then they start going towards the mountains, right? And they're going up a hill and they're still fine. And then there's this part of the path where they go like over the mountain and there's switchbacks and there's a giant cliff on one side and they have to climb over rocks. And it's during that part of the journey when it's more likely that one of them will fall off the cliff and have to be hauled back up or fall behind Mm. or something like that, right? But if you can actually keep those friends right next to each other, still chatting, going over the mountain at the same speed and down the other side, right? If none of them ever drops too low and they don't get too far away from each other, Mm -hmm. the symptoms, if you have them, are going to be like a 
intensity one out of 10, two out of 10. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think I noticed a little something, but it was no big deal. And so my thing is like, let's help your body make sure if one of those hormones tries to drop suddenly, we're boosting it back up, right? We're, Mm -hmm. We're making sure nothing drops too low. And if you start to have those signs that they're getting out of balance with each other, we jump in and give them a little help harmonize them. So you are, it's a little bit like hitting a moving target. Like you said, that's not really stable. We are helping the body to make these adjustments as they crop up. Uh, And that is one of the biggest problems I see women fall into is they're like, Oh, I found something that worked, right? It totally helped with that hormonal symptom I was having. And they think, well, I'm just going to keep doing that. But your body keeps changing. So the solution that you're using, it needs to change. Your body will tell you. Those symptoms are just a message. Hello, you know, progesterone is trying to drop. Hello, estrogen is like feeling dominant. Hello, I need a little help with this. And if we can just say, oh, here you go. Let's boost that one back up. Oh, here you go. Let's detox that one a little bit. Oh, here you go. Like we can just help the body micromanage those levels and keep all of the symptoms really, really mild and come out the other side without the hormones being too low. You really can go through it. It's a little bit of a roller coaster, but the bumps can be very small. That's interesting because I I do tend to feel like if if I do find something that works, I'm like, good, we're done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I found a solution. That's it. Yep. And this is really helpful to look at because I, I recently saw a gynecologist who specializes specifically in hormone health. And we did sort of a huge panel. And mm-hmm. I thought because I've never had a, a very high sex drive or libido, mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? I wonder if there's something happening with testosterone. Mm-hmm. Comes back totally normal. Everything comes mm-hmm. back totally normal. With mm-hmm. But she did say, based off of these labs, I would think that you are in perimenopause. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great, I'm 43, but I do know that my mom went through it fairly mm-hmm. early on too, mm-hmm. um, which I think I've heard you talk about that there is sort of a correlation mm-hmm. epigenetically with our mm-hmm. with our moms. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is, you know, I I kind of went straight to the testosterone being the problem, but I probably need to be thinking about progesterone, or would it? Or does it even matter? Do my labs not even fucking matter? It's about listening to my body. From what I understand, when you're in your 40s, like as far as I'm concerned, your hormones are definitely changing. You're definitely in perimenopause. You know that that hike up the mountain is coming. This is the time to top off the hormone levels, right? They're going to drop faster soon. Let's make sure they're as topped off as they can be. You know, it's sort of like, let's give you extra snacks and new hiking shoes before we go over Mm. the roughest part of the path, right? Let's be prepared by sort of topping off hormone levels. You want to think about all of them, honestly, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. You want to have ample amounts of all of them. And anytime a specific symptom pops up saying, this one's struggling right now. We can give it a, li- a little extra help. But if you make sure that you have enough of all of them all the time and that all your detoxification pathways are open and working well, 
your body will mostly do the rest. It's like, if it sends out a signal, I need more of this one all of a sudden. If there's enough to draw from, it'll fill it up. Hmm. And if things get out of balance and it's like, well, we got to make a change here. You know, your body knows how to send out those messages, how to monitor and say, we need more of this one. We need less of this one. It will do that micromanagement. So a lot of what we do is just making sure there's ample supplies available and ample detox available, right? So that everything can keep moving when it needs to move. So sometimes it needs a little help. I feel, yeah, I feel like it's an understatement and I'm preparing my, I'm preparing myself for it just getting so much worse. And that's what scares me so much. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be that bad. It can be fun. Which is why immediately when I started doing my research around uh, this episode, I was going, I need to hire you immediately. (laughs) And I, and I know you have a program and so we'll definitely talk about that, but I want to feel empowered around this stuff. And it's, you know, I feel like we had a pretty, even in my private Christian school, we had a really decent sex education about getting your period and what to expect and stuff. And this is sort of like, where is this handbook? But I'm also, so are there specific symptoms that we're experiencing that we can point to? a specific deficiency or something that a specific hormone that needs help. I'm just wondering like, okay, how do I make the the correlation between, okay, my hair's falling out. Clearly my body's trying to tell me something. Is that you progesterone? Is that you testosterone? Who's talking to me? Do you need to be right. bumped up? Do you need to be detoxified? Like, right. Help. So <laughs> Western medicine tries to bridge that gap by helping you micromanage all those levels, right? Okay. And my background is in Chinese medicine, which has a little bit of a different approach. So we will say, oh, if your hair is falling out, we specifically look at this. Oh, if you're having severe peri, you know, um, PMS mood swings, we look here. Oh, if you're, you know, it's very, very specific, very, very symptom specific. There's different formulas. I think of them as somewhat focusing mostly on progesterone, which is what we call more your liver, right? It's more of a livery syndrome, a livery yin. Then the estrogen ones are a little bit more related to what we call the kidneys. And the those are both in the realm of yin. That's your watery essence, right? So what are menopause symptoms? They're hot and they're dry right? Mm. We get hot flashes, we get vaginal dryness, we get dry eyes, we get night sweats. Itchy and so skin. Yeah. Itchy skin, your watery essence, right? That that moistens and cools and calms you. That's that's your female hormones. That's what's dropping. I see. So we want to keep that replenished. It controls hot flashes. It helps you sleep. It keeps stress and anxiety under control. It's cooling, calming, grounding, moistening. And it's also your energy reserves. It feeds your bone marrow and your brain and, and your hair, right? So it keeps you very youthful. Um, and then the testosterone is more your, your fire energy. Right. Your libido, your metabolism, your spark, your bones. Right. So you need all of them to be replenished. And in Chinese medicine, there are these very specific correlations of, you know, some people are like, oh, well, we'll just give you like, you know, honestly, some 
Chinese herbal practitioners have one formula that they use mm-hmm. for menopause. Um, you know, whereas I have, you know, <laughs> a lot, like a hundred. Yeah. Because yeah. it's very, very specific and customized. And I find that the results are amazing. And I'll say, well, this is really like it's addressing progesterone. And this one's a little more for estrogen, but that's my interpretation of the relationship between the Chinese way of looking at it in terms of herbalism and the tonic herbalist way of looking at it and Western medicine. And no one is ever going to micromanage your hormone levels the way your body can in real time, Mm -hmm. right? So going in and trying to do it with specific doses of specific hormones to me is a little bit like trying to use a, a hammer for something you want a needle and thread for. So my idea is we give your body everything it needs. We give it all the hormone building blocks in almost formed, you know, form. We give open the detox pathways. We get blockages out of the way and we support that regulating mechanism. Like that sends out those messages, right? The adaptogenic herbs actually support your body's own regulating mechanisms. You said something about why are we seeing so many autoimmune diseases in perimenopause, right? Things are getting dysregulated. So if we help your body regulate, which it already knows how to do, but we make sure that's working really well, we give it all the raw materials it needs and all the detox pathways are open, then we let your body do the micromanagement. That's what I find works the best. What a concept, right? What a concept to actually allow your body to do its thing. That's so foreign to our Western Mm -hmm. perspective. We're just like, and both my husband and I both work in more holistic fields. So we're, Mm -hmm. we're trying to look at the source, you know, versus just pop a pill sort of thing, which definitely has its appeal. I mean, for sure. So, so I, I want to talk about the how then, because I hear you saying, here's, here's what we need to do. We Mm -hmm. need to give everything that we can to your body. We need to set it up for success. What does that literally mean? Is that supplements? Mm -hmm. Is that acupuncture? Is that tonics? Is that diet? What what do you, what do I do? (laughs) So in, there are, there are a few different things, right? So the most specific is that imagine you have a bucket, you want to keep it filled with hormones. Okay. Okay? You want to keep it topped off, right? You don't want it to become empty. That has to do with hormone levels. It has to do with your energy reserves. It has to do with everything that makes you look and feel younger and stay healthier, right? There's two things, two ways you can keep that bucket full. One is to just put more hormones in the bucket. Mm -hmm. But Another thing that happens is there will be a big giant hole in the bottom of the bucket where all the hormones are leaking out. Okay. And this is a tonic herbal perspective that a lot of people don't think about. So the two things that I look at is, okay, big picture, what's preventing your hormones from being topped off? Is it that you need help making more to fill the bucket or do we need to seal some leaks? Ooh, okay. And so for some women, it might be 80% support sealing those leaks. For other women, it might be 80% support making more hormones. So that's why there's not a cookie cutter remedy that works for everyone. Um, But it's going to be some combination. And the leaks are things like stress. Mm 
The leaks are things like um, autoimmune diseases, right? Any place where your body is wasting energy, right? Mm -hmm. On chronic inflammation, right? On an overactive immune system, on chronic infections, things like that. Uh, So it's that, it's some combination of sealing the energy leaks and helping the body replenish the hormone and energy levels and energy reserves. And of course, the leaks are also all the things that cause burnout, like not sleeping, right? Like poor diet or lifestyle. It's early perimenopause is a great time to get a great, basic, healthy diet that's just includes all the, you know, hormonal building blocks, protein, healthy fats, fibers, you know, drinking enough water, some basic exercise, a little bit of stress management. It's a great time to put that healthy foundation in place. Mm -hmm. And then to know that that mountain climbing part is coming. And, you know, my specialty is, okay, here is a combination of supplements. And I work with herbal supplements mostly, Mm -hmm. which are hormone specific, which we talk about superfoods and we talk about you know, vitamin D in the winter, and we talk about diet and lifestyle, but my specialty is what is the little handful of supplements that in 30 seconds a day you can take that will be game changers for your hormones, whether it's focusing on stress management, regulating systems that are out of, you know, balance that are overactive, or just helping the body build up those hormone levels and energy reserves. It's going to be a combination of those. Okay. So when we're talking about filling the bucket or sealing the leaks, Mm -hmm. we're talking about a combination of some herbal supplements is what I'm Mm -hmm. hearing, Mm -hmm. a a diet that supports your hormones, Mm -hmm. or I'd rather say a way of eating that supports your hormones. I'm so diet (laughs) And I know that's it's we've we've really demonized it in our society in the way yeah yeah it, it, we don't need to go down that path. Um, I'm just all to me diet means what are you eating? I don't care. Right. Like, it's not about taking things away at all. It's just about making sure that each day you're including and nourishing your body with a rich amount of things that can be used as hormonal building blocks. Right. Yes. And and I'm totally on uh, on board with that. 100%. Mm-hmm. Are there additional things too that we're using as support or treatment like acupuncture or chiropractic or talk therapy, meditation? Like are there or do you approach it when we're talking about your specialty around tonic herbology, are we talking primarily about what the supplements are? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my specialty is helping women find that combination of supplements that are going to set the stage for success, right? That are going to make sure those hormone levels are high enough, the systems are regulated, right? And that the ability to manage stress and inflammation are in place. And of course, if you're not doing meditation and you're not doing talk therapy and you're not doing the inner work, that can prevent you from feeling good. If you're not exercising, that can prevent you from feeling good. But what I find is that if your hormones on a deep level are out 
of balance. Mm-hmm. It can be so hard to do all those other things. Like it can yes. cause it can cause massive joint pain or massive fatigue or massive brain fog or it can really make it almost impossible to control stress. Like you can meditate and meditate and meditate and it's like you're trying to walk through this doorway into a relaxed moment and the door is just shut and locked. Yeah. Whereas I find what we can do, it's like the door is open and in front of you and you just take a few deep breaths and you can go right through it. Yeah. Your pain gets better. Your energy improves. It's like, maybe I will go for a walk. Maybe I will make some good choices. And then I'm sure you know about burnout as well, right? When yes. When your reserves are depleted, it's so difficult to for that, you know, renaissance of creativity and sexuality that can happen like in Chinese medicine and in menopause, right? If your reserves are depleted, that's a lot less likely to happen. So before we continue on, I wanted to ask a quick favor from you. Do you ever listen to the pod, and I think this might happen for you, where you think, damn, I really wish so-and-so could hear this. Maybe it's your coworker who could actually use a lesson or two on boundaries, or maybe it is a women's group that you're a part of where everyone is super on board for speaking up for themselves, but nobody really knows what that really sounds like. Okay, where here's where you come in. I have three battle-tested and badass keynote speeches that are ready to be delivered to your company, organization, group, association. So if you, your community, or anyone you know could benefit from me rocking the mic, like who couldn't use some new tools, right? Please send them over to amygreensmith.com slash speaking where you or they can message me directly about specific needs for the audience. Shocker, the three keynotes are focused around speaking up, contending with fear, and accessing enoughness. And all three of them can be delivered either in person or virtually, and of course can be completely customized for specific audience needs. So again, simply send them to amygreensmith.com dot com slash speaking where they can get in touch with me because listen, it is time that women everywhere have the tools necessary to use their voice, take up space and advocate for their wants, needs and opinions like yesterday. And if you end up orchestrating an opportunity for me to speak with your group, you will officially get unlimited squeezes from me. (laughs) And I'm sure you're all in now. And be sure to let them know that I can always temper my colorful language if needed. And thank you. Before we continue, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank Let's Get Checked for sponsoring this podcast. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing super easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. Well, testing for what, you might ask? Well, they have a huge array of at-home testing kits, including women's health, men's health, sexual health, and wellness kits. In fact, I did two of the women's hormone testing kits. And it could not have been easier. And then when I received the results, I was able to simply forward them onto my naturopath to get her thoughts. All you do is you simply choose your test online. It will be delivered to you in discreet packaging with next day delivery. And then once your sample arrives in the lab, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. 
Once your results are available, they'll be reviewed by a physician, and then a nurse will contact you for a consultation over the phone. And in some cases, a physician will be able to provide prescriptions to the pharmacy of your choosing. Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. Let's Get Checked lets you avoid uncomfortable office visits by providing you with access to home testing and professional medical consultations without ever leaving your home. It has never been this simple to get tested. So get this. If you want to try a test from Let's Get Checked, all you got to do is go to trylgc.com slash bold truth to save a whopping 30% on your first test kit. 30%. Just use the code bold truth, all one word at checkout. That's bold truth to save 30% on your first test kit. Now let's jump back into today's topic. This is so fascinating because one of my questions for you was like, so is it burnout? Is it autoimmune or is it menopause? And what I'm hearing you say is it could be all of those things wrapped up together. Yes. Yes. And that if you keep your hormones in this really happy place and help your body regulate systems really efficiently, which is what I focus on, you are much less likely to experience an autoimmune disease. Got it. Because your systems are regulated and you're not running on empty. Okay. Right. So it kind of sets you up for success with your immune system. It sets you up for success in terms of burnout. It sets you up for success in all these different ways. And yeah, you still have to do the other work and make those good choices. I just find it's so much easier. So I help, I love help, help women putting that piece in place. Yes. Got it. Okay. So coming back to what you were talking about a little bit earlier, if I get my hormone shit straight, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that what you were mentioning about there are a lot of women who progress without having hardly any menopausal Mm -hmm. symptoms Mm-hmm. because they've done this sort of work mm-hmm. either with with stress relief or with and diet and herbal remedies to get ahead of it and they are the ones that typically have less or am i making that up the women who go through it with like no symptoms ever honestly are just genetically blessed got it <laughs> and probably did not have a life that led to a huge amount of burnout I see. Pre-menopause. That's not most of us. Right. Okay. The vast majority of women are not in that situation. And so what I experience with all my clients is that we do certain things preventatively, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, let's make sure progesterone is topped off early. Let's make sure we're sealing the major energy leaks. Let's make sure you know, the reserves are replenished, the systems are regulated, we get everything as tuned up as we can. But the other thing that we've done is we've developed this relationship, right? So when something does get out of balance, when your hormones start going up that mountain, and one of them's like, Oh, my God, I lost a shoe. Yeah, (laughs) you know, because that happens, right? Uh, Yes. You know exactly what to do. First of all, they didn't fall all the way down the cliff, because we had things basically replenished. So they just stumbled. And as soon as they stumbled, we came in and said, here's a new shoe. 
Hmm. got them back on track. So it was a minor blip. Like for instance, like I take loads of herbs and I, I do all this stuff. And when I first entered perimenopause, I got these perimenopausal um, PMS mood swings, right? So for a couple of days before my period, I'd have these mood swings. And the first time it happened, you know, it had never happened before, right? And so one day I just wake up and I was at a concert at a park, right? Everything was beautiful, this beautiful day. And so a family member walks up and says, oh, hi, how are you? And I start bawling, yeah, right? Just crying, right? Like I had to, I spent most of the day behind the restrooms at the park, like under a tree hiding back there. Because every time I came back and tried to talk to someone, they would say something and I would start crying no matter what they said. Like mm-hmm. I just, I had to cancel work the next day. I was like, what is going on? I'm completely insane. I have no idea why I can't function. <laughs> yeah. Two days later, I get my period and I feel completely like myself again. And I was just like, wow, that was perimenopausal PMS. Like that yes. was intense, you know? So the beauty of it is that I I knew what to do, right? So I immediately went in, I changed my herbal formulas. The next month, I would say the mood swings were 50% better. The second month, they were 80% better. And the third month, they were gone, right? Wow. And I'm still in perimenopause. That was years ago. And they've never come back. Um, so it's partly about when something happens it's easily fixable because nothing has gotten too far out of balance mm-hmm. and we don't let it stay that way for a long time. It's that when something happens, you have a place to go, yes. you know, whether it's some expert that knows how to help you find the specific remedy for what your body is raising its hand for right? and you get on fixing it right away. And mm-hmm. in just a few weeks, you're back on track. Right. So it's a combination of setting yourself up for success and being able to react appropriately in real time, because it is like trying to hit a moving target for a few years. (laughs) Well, I really love that because I talk a lot about how emotions are just messaging, you know, and when they Mm -hmm. show up, it's not necessarily to, to that we're wrong or anything like that. It's just like, Hey, okay, I'm experiencing some emotional pain. And that is just to signal like, Hey, we need you to pay attention to something. And I've always said that's the same thing with with any sort of physical discomfort. But I think a lot of times we turn to blame or I'm wrong or my body sucks or this is what's happening to me or what's wrong with me instead of going, what's that? What's that you say? Oh, exactly. Oh, okay, honey. I'll get I'll get right on that. And so that's sort of just the mental shift that I think we can stand back from, and we do it with our our emotions too, all the time. I oftentimes will say like getting mad at yourself for experiencing fear or sadness or guilt or overwhelm is like telling your body not to throw up if it's, Mm -hmm. or not to sweat. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh no, this is just, we're getting rid of these toxins or this didn't sit well with us. And and here's a message. Don't eat that fucking 10 days old Chinese food. Don't do it. Because we're going to give you a message. This is really, really helpful for me to hear because I had almost put this whole experience that I'm going through in a different category and and also had been really looking at it through a really negative lens of like, there's nothing I can do. It's going to maul me over and 
I don't have any power here. And so what I'm really hearing you say is there's a lot of wisdom here and there Mm -hmm. are people who can help such as yourself. And I personally am a huge fan of alternative healing. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely think there's a place for Western medicine. If I get Mm -hmm. my arm, my arm gets cut off, I'm not going to try acupuncture. Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be like, give me all the fucking meds you have stat. So I definitely think there's a place for that. So tell me a little bit about your specific methodology with tonic herbology. Like what, mm-hmm. what I, obviously it's a Chinese origin. Is that correct? Yeah. So my original training is in TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, as it has been imported and interpreted here in the United States. And it is a version of Chinese medicine that is was meant to be seen as palatable or familiar to people who came from Western medicine. So it's somewhat based in symptomatic. Like I think of it, it's the medicinal side of Chinese medicine. It's like when something gets out of balance and you get a symptom, here's how to bring it back into balance. And it really is great when you get severe hot flashes or severe mood swings or anything like that. But when I learned about tonic herbalism, a, a light went on. It was like, here is the missing piece of the puzzle. And tonic herbalism is, it's what the Shaolin monks use, okay, uh, right? To achieve these feats of physical and mental performance that are so far beyond what we think of as normal. And they do it, you know, till they're like a hundred years old. And it actually comes from the Taoist tradition, which is, it's that art of living. It's longevity medicine, right? And Mm -hmm. so there is a story that originally it was all part of Chinese medicine. And then there was a giant pandemic. And then there was sort of a split with people who became more focused on fixing illnesses and problems as opposed to preventative wellness, tuning up your immune system, replenishing your reserves, making your body so resilient that whatever happened, it, it wouldn't be a big deal. And so that's it's that focus on preventative wellness and replenishing reserves to keep you looking and feeling amazing and incredibly youthful and resilient. So whether it's a pandemic or the death of a loved one or any kind of stress that comes at you, you are going to respond in this resilient way. And the same with menopause, your body is going to just keep things so imbalanced with so much reserves, like right there at the ready, that nothing is going to throw you off track very far. And so what I do is a combination of that tonic herbalism, preventative wellness, and always bringing the focus from them on, and there is so much you can do for post-menopause, having this amazing experience of aging combined with the more traditional Chinese medicine, menopause symptom management when needed. (laughs) Wow. I feel like I walked into this interview feeling like it's all over. It's it's just doom and gloom. And now I'm like, oh shit, I think I might be be able to uh be shitting rainbows here pretty soon. So yeah. I you're really encouraging me. I know that you have talked about the key to healthy aging. And I think we've talked a lot about what that secret is. But can you just either reiterate or size up what those components are to your secret to healthy aging? 
Yes. And of course, this is based in my niche, which is what's the little handful of supplements you can take in 30 seconds a day that's going to make the biggest difference in your health. And the things that I like to be sure to address for that healthy aging is things that are going to help your body keep your hormone levels high enough. So many things we think of as diseases of aging are from aging with low hormone levels. So one is that support for, I call it your energy reserves, your gene, keeping your hormone levels from dropping too low, especially after menopause. That's number one. And that's the one that you'll hear the most about. That's the most commonly known. Right. You know, it's yes. like, yes, keeping your, you know, it keeps your bones strong, like, you know, taking estrogen keeps you, you know, so of course that's number one, but we don't stop there. The second one is inflammation. And this is becoming better known because yes. if you Google inflammaging, it's a thing now, right? Like that aging with high inflammation levels in your body creates many of the symptoms and diseases we think, oh, that's just a part of aging. But no, it's only a part of aging with high inflammation levels. Interesting. So if we can keep in hormone levels high enough and inflammation levels low enough after menopause, you can go through all those years and just pretty much cross off the list all these symptoms and diseases that are more from inflammation and low hormone levels than just from aging. And then the mm. third piece is that epigenetic support. You can think of it as DNA support. Is there something in my family history that I'm more prone to, more likely to, that I have a little bit of a predisposition to? But the beauty of it is that the herbs that are good for this are the adaptogens. And mm -hmm. They have the added benefit of helping those regulatory mechanisms in your body. So they help regulate not only your endocrine and hormone system and thyroid and metabolism and blood sugar, but they also are going to help regulate your immune system so that it's strong and there for you when you need it, but it's not overreacting to things for the whole yeah. autoimmune side of life. So if you combine keeping hormone levels high enough with inflammation levels under good control and building in that adaptogenic support, which helps with epigenetics and so many regulatory mechanisms in your body, it is a powerful combination. Uh, and it's partly looking at the individual and saying, well, for you, I want you to have 75% support in this one area. Mm -hmm. You know, some people need more support in one of those three areas, but I always include all three. That's super fascinating. Uh, the inflammation, like I have been bloated yeah. since my 20s. And I yeah. thought it was having like artificial sweetener or, you know, mm -hmm. and obviously those things aren't helpful, but, you know, I would, I would even eat apples and Mm -hmm. I would bloat like crazy after apples. So I think mm -hmm. I think there's things like that that I've kind of surrendered to because I feel like there's so much misinformation. There's so many varying opinions. I don't know. And I get overwhelmed. And then because of yeah. brain fog and, <laughs> and all of that stuff, I get like shut down and I don't I don't want to do anything. So right. um that's really helpful that just to think about 
how much of that stuff is something that we have the power to tend to and that is changeable and that we don't necessarily just have to, well, it's, it's going to be a shit show. Here we go. Um, Especially when you go to the doctor and they tell you to your face, this is normal for women at this age. And you just have to wait it out for 10 years. Like, what are you supposed to go home thinking other than how am I going to do my life? You know? Right. Like, and you're like, okay, well you can go fuck all the way off because if men went through this, which by the way, why do we not call this womanopause? Mm-hmm. Womanopause, not mm-hmm. man. <laughs> Seriously. You know? Uh, why is this okay? Yeah. If they went through it, like God forbid you've your dick doesn't work anymore. Okay, quick. We're going to get you a blue pill stat, but women let's go ahead. Birth control. Yeah. Just suffer through all those side. Just just wait it out. (sighs) Yeah. And you know what, Amy, when I started doing this 20 years ago, I had this woman come to me. She was my first menopausal client. I had just hung out my shingle. Right. And she came to me with symptoms so bad. Like she had this brain Mm. fog and anxiety when she had a hot flash She had driven her car through her garage door while the door was closed with her kids in the car, like just forgot to open the garage door, crashed through it. She was afraid to drive her kids to school. She was afraid to turn on the stove and cook anything. Um, She went to her doctor and he basically just said, well, here's some anti-anxiety medications and some sleeping pills, but you just need to wait it out. Right. So she was desperate. And I had... I had no idea menopause could be that bad at the time. Like I didn't know. And I thought, geez. So I just did everything I knew from my training in Chinese medicine. 12 weeks later, she comes into my office. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel great. How are the hot flashes? Oh, they're fine. You know, sometimes they get a little warm, but it doesn't bother me. No anxiety, no brain fog, no extreme heat, no sweating, no sleep disturbance. And I was just, that was the moment when I decided my career was going to be about menopause, you know, that Chinese medicine had something to offer women that they really, really needed and were not finding anywhere else. And I really would have hoped that over 20 years, what doctors were telling women Mm -hmm. would have changed more. And I know that there are doctors out there who are different, but a few weeks ago, I spoke to a very progressive young woman who was having some severe early perimenopause symptoms and who went to her doctor and was told that birth control pills or a hysterectomy were her options. And I just thought it it hasn't changed very much yet. Not enough, you know, and I see a woman and they're suffering so much. I'm like, give me 12 weeks and some herbs and yeah, you know, you can be feeling 90% better. Like it's just, it's so severe and, and so dealable. So yeah, that's, that's my mission is to let women know there are options. I love that. I'm I'm so, so incredibly grateful. I'm grateful that I found you <laughs> truly. Me too. Uh, um, a weird, weird question out of left field that I'm just super curious about is, is there any evolutionary reason for going through this process? Like, obviously yeah. I know it's, obvious we need to stop procreating at some point i would think but the process of the the change in hormones is there any evolutionary reasoning behind that or yeah absolutely i i, I never thought of it like specifically as evolutionary but in terms of the cycles of our life 
The hormonal changes that are happening in menopause can cause symptoms that are uncomfortable, but they also cause changes in our psyche and our body that are supportive and beneficial and make it easier to do the things we're most meant to do at this age. So they really are like a gift. And for example, Mm -hmm. when you're at the height of fertility, okay, your progesterone is everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when you have young kids waking you up five times a night, constantly needing things from you when you didn't get any sleep. And it is important to maybe put their needs before your own when they're, you know, six months old. Sure. You know, you you need to be able to kind of just be there with lots of love and lots of patience for them. Keep them alive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Progesterone makes that easier. It's like this warm, fuzzy coating on all our nerve endings. Like, okay, okay, let me do this for you. Let me do this for you. Like, it actually makes it easier to put our own needs on the back burner and just kind of be there for everybody else. When that progesterone starts to thin, our it's like our nerve endings are more exposed. Yes, we come become more sensitive to stress. Our stress reaction can feel like it's on a hair trigger, mm-hmm. which can be negative, but it all can also be really positive because if we still have enough watery essence, our stress response is grounded. It's not triggering for no reason, but it's like, I am seeing things so much more clearly. Like you are 18 years old. And I think maybe you can pick up your own socks because I have something else (laughs) I need to be doing with my time. Like I'm, you know, in my fifties, it's time for me to take on a leadership position. It's Mm. time for me to write that book. It's time for me to create that series of paintings I've been dreaming of. Like what is your creative gift that you are going to give to the world based on everything you've learned over the past half a century. And the hormones are actually making it easier for you to be a little selfish and to say no to other things and to give that gift to the world. And the lack of the monthly cycles is also meaning that you are able to concentrate on projects more consistently. So this is so, so good for me. I just wrote down, these are my creative sage years. Cause that's what, what I was thinking like, oh, you know, I've done podcasts before on like why selfish is the new black and why we need to like not be laying ourselves down for absolutely everyone. But it's so interesting to understand that that is what our hormones are doing. They're saying, yes. listen up, bitch, this is your time. Now exactly. you, you need to get out there and shine your light. So that feels so exciting and yes. so empowering. Uh, I'm sure everybody listening is just going to be like, okay, give me her number. How do I find her? How can I work with her? <laughs> so tell everybody, where's your corner of the internet? So you can find me at Dana Lavoie, L-A-C dot com. And you can get everything from there. We talked a little bit about inflammation and inflammaging. I have like a 10 ways to reduce inflammation that both cuts it off at the source and reduces existing inflammation. 
Um, I have some great, a little ebook with smoothie recipes about how to easily get those home hormonal building blocks into your diet every day, uh, and information about my online program and coaching where we find those customized combinations of supplements. That's what I do. And I just wanted to be available to more women. Fantastic. Well, we'll put those in the show notes. Can you just for everybody listening, since you have the sexiest last name ever, can you spell out your URL yes. just if people are auditory learners out there? Of course. It's Dana, D-A-N as in Nancy A. And my last name is L-A-V as in victory, O-I-E. And then it's L-A-C. For licensed acupuncturist. So D-A-N-A-L-A-V-O-I-E-L-A-C.com. C-O-M. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's where nice. I'm at. If you, if you type some approximation of that into Google, it'll probably come up, especially if you put menopause. <laughs> I always laugh because when I do interviews and I say where my URL is, I'm like, it's amygreensmith.com. And all of those words are spelled the basic bitch way. <laughs> <laughs> nothing fancy not a fancy amy not a fancy green not a fancy smith right no um, extra yeah all basic bitch i saw your pronunciation guide for your last name i was like her last name is lavoie that's amazing oh my goodness <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom i it, it's been awesome to have you be a creative sage here thank you for the work you're doing it's so incredibly necessary yeah amy i am so honored and happy to be a part of the conversation on this podcast. I love the work that you do and the whole thing. The episodes are amazing. I hope everyone is tuning in and listening all the time because it is absolutely fantastic. And thank you so much for having me be a part of it. Oh, my friend. Well, I will let you go get back to your guitar and your preparation. <laughs> yes. And thank you for taking your time out. And I will talk to you soon, my friend. That sounds wonderful. That was one of the most educational conversations I have had with a guest where I just feel so empowered and grateful to have education around this particular topic, understanding my hormones a little bit better, the three key hormones to look for, the three best friends, <laughs> three best friends I ever have had. <laughs> uh, I know I butchered that. That's from The Hangover, by the way. Next week, we are going to be doing my annual episode about New Year goal planning. If you are new to the show, every single year, I release a complete free planning guide that you can download from my site, and I release an episode that goes along with that to talk about how to set yourself up to really make shit happen in 2023. So stay tuned for that next week, and I will see you around these parts then. And remember, you are enough. Your voice matters. So go out there and speak your bold-faced truth. Okay, wait, 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 just one more thing. So these podcasts, it turns out, don't actually rate and review themselves. So I would be over the moon if you would leave a review, rate the show, subscribe, and tell anyone you know who needs to start speaking the fuck up for themselves. And if you do, I will give you a mini pig. Just kidding, but I will be so very incredibly grateful. Okay, thank you, bye.